0: Hello and welcome to Podspot, the UK's only HubSpot-themed podcast. It's a bi-weekly look at the latest updates from HubSpot with practical hints and tips directly from the mouths of HubSpot users and partners. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome. I'm Carrie, PR and Digital Engagement Manager at First, and I'll be your host today. We've covered a wide range of HubSpot-focused topics here on Podspot, ranging from account-based marketing, sales enablement, and the CMS Hub. You can listen and subscribe on all the usual platforms including itunes spotify and google or head to bit.ly forward slash podspot podcast that way you'll never miss an episode in this episode we'll be discussing the reason that some hubspot users aren't as excited about it as they could be and how they can start to really utilize the service and to help us understand this area more i have the pleasure of speaking to john pitter managing director here at clients first so a very warm welcome to podspot john how are you doing today
1: I'm pretty good. Thanks, Kerry. Yeah, the sun is shining in uh, up north, which is no bad thing in the UK. So yeah, happy days indeed.
0: Good. That's what we like to hear. So we'll jump right in with the question, shall we? So today we're talking about getting more out of your HubSpot subscription. Why is that such an important topic, do you think?
1: I think, you know, it is a really important topic and... and I think HubSpot suffers uh, much in the same way as other software. Y- y- you know, uh, it's a really nice, shiny thing when it's presented and demoed, and you know, people talk about the opportunity of what it can bring to a business, etc. Uh, and often, you know, people have sold the sizzle of HubSpot, and and I think that actually when reality bites when they actually then have to come to implement HubSpot and you know put the effort into making it work for them the benefits aren't as realized maybe as quickly as as some people think they might be so um you know that effort needs to be put into making it work so you know you've got to go through the pain of adoption uh, to realize the benefits and many don't um you know for many it's too difficult there's a lack of time and resources so you know really it's it's really important that people think about getting the most out of their subscription, their license fees, and go going in, going into it with eyes wide open, if you like, to make sure that you know, they're really uh, getting the benefit from HubSpot. It's a fantastic platform, and, and you know, it, can, it can really help a business if it's adopted in the right way.
0: Yeah, I agree. And, you know, we've all been there where we've seen something that looks great and thought, you know what, let's go for it. Let's, let's buy that. Let's subscribe. As you said, we're sold the sizzle. So what are some of the most common signs of a business that perhaps isn't using HubSpot to its full potential, do you think?
1: I think one of the things we commonly see um, is frustration in a business, particularly around those who hold the purse strings, the accounts function, or those responsible for procurement, whereby actually, you know, HubSpot's been purchased, it's been deployed into the business, but actually, it's not being utilized, and people find they're paying for. Paying for something and what can be not a small amount of money uh, for a piece of software that isn't been used, isn't being used. So I think there's a frustration uh, from, from some. Um, I also think one of the signs um, that a business isn't using HubSpot is that they start adopting other software. So, you know, we particularly see this in, in scaling entrepreneurial type businesses where you know they, they're suddenly taking on tech quite rapidly into the business and, and building a tech stack that can become quite bloated. Um, And I think that that often means that actually they're not looking at their current software stack and looking at the opportunity. So what we do see is is potentially with HubSpot is that people use one or two tools within it and don't realise the breadth of its capability. So they start buying other pieces of software rather than actually expanding on its use of HubSpot, which could be really beneficial. And and I also think, probably coming back to this, the idea of frustration, is is people questioning its value in the organisation. You know, particularly in different departments when they look at marketing, oh, they're using HubSpot? Why are they using HubSpot? And and other departments aren't aware of it. You know, HubSpot as a tool um, can be specific to a, 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 a particular department, such as marketing or sales. Equally, I think it's really valuable. And where we see the most benefit from HubSpot is where it's used across the wider organisation. So I think that there are some common signs that HubSpot isn't being utilised to its full potential when different departments start questioning, you know, what's this HubSpot platform? Why is it being used? Why aren't these people using our CRM or whatever it might be? So I think there's a few reasons there why the issues come about.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like it's quite a common thing among many different businesses that, you know, they've got HubSpot and they're not quite using all its functionality to its full potential. And um, I guess those issues that they have or when they realise that that's the case, it can be across, you know, as you mentioned, a breadth of different departments. So when is it that you tend to identify those clients that aren't using HubSpot to its full potential? Do you tend to find it's through them initiating the conversation when they come on board as a potential client? Or, you know, I know our agency, we have discovery sessions. So is that also a place where you tend to identify those issues?
1: I think absolutely it's both. Um, you know, often we will engage with the client initially because they are, they know they're not using HubSpot to its, to its full potential. So, so those issues of frustration or adopting other software in the business have already happened. And they go, actually, hold on, we need to look at this. Now, you know, for a lot of organizations, you know, they're not HubSpot experts. So they're, they're sort of raising their hand and saying, right, who can we talk to, to really help us think about the way we're using HubSpot and what we could be using it for. And actually, should we be using it? Because there's a very valuable conversation to have to say, look, you know, We bought HubSpot three years ago. The business has changed. Is it still relevant to us? So absolutely, you know, people reach out to us and and, and have that conversation. And equally, it's very common for us in a discovery session where, you know, we've been asked to take on a project, uh, maybe around one of the hubs, build out the CMS or build a new website on the CMS or the sales hub, et cetera. And as part of that discovery, uh, we'll very quickly identify that the client isn't using all the tools of HubSpot and actually very commonly isn't aware of them. You know, HubSpot has built on its capability pretty significantly over the years. And and actually a firm or an organization that bought HubSpot maybe three or four years ago, um, you know, today uh, that HubSpot will look very different in terms of its capability. And that organization may not be aware of that. So definitely during discovery, we identify some of those opportunities.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point that, you know, HubSpot is is constantly growing. So I imagine for businesses, it's, it's a constant thing, realising that there's new capabilities, new functions out that they aren't quite tapping into at the moment.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you think about businesses – um, you know, they, they have their day-to-day, they have their own proposition and services to deliver, etc. You know, that, how are they expected to keep up to speed with HubSpot? You know, if they don't necessarily have the resources in-house to do that, then, you know, obviously that's where they they sort of fall behind in terms of its capability. So it's very common for them to come to us and we identify those, those opportunities.
0: Yeah, definitely. I guess that's when it's really important for them to reach out and just get a bit of help along the way with that. So great point there so i guess you know there's implications for a business when they're not perhaps using their hubspot subscription to its full potential what do you think is typically happening for those users who aren't getting what they need out of the platform
1: i guess really depends on how embedded they are and for for those organizations or businesses that are deeply embedded i.e they spend a lot of time in hubspot they they use it for, for its core functionality then you know if they're not getting out of it what they really want or they it's not really aligned to their objectives, then they can actually spend a lot of time and resources trying to sort it out. And, and that can take a lot of effort. You know, it's not uncommon for us to come across clients who, you know, in fact, I can think about one right now that has about 250 workflows built within HubSpot, of which they only use about 35 of them. So, you know, there's a huge amount of time and effort been put into that somewhere in the history of their HubSpot use, which isn't being used at the moment. Now, that could be because you know, someone's moved on uh, within the team that was using HubSpot, etc. Um, but there could be an opportunity there. Equally, it could be work that's being undertaken that's, that's driving no benefit whatsoever. So, you know, for those people, sorting that kind of thing out can take a lot of time and resource. Equally, the worst case scenario for those that are really deeply embedded into HubSpot is that they move on to a different platform. And, and then there's a huge... Uh, challenge to move across to Salesforce or Microsoft Dynamics or whichever one it might be, and often that might be driven by a new IT director uh, coming in who's saying, "Actually, we want to move platform, and this is what we what we need." Um, I, I think, in terms of of those that um, I, I guess aren't getting the most out of HubSpot platform that are only lightly embedded, um, they cancel. Um, you, you know, and actually, we, we see this quite commonly. And, and I know an organisation um, more recently that cancelled a HubSpot subscription, not through us, they, was, they were sold it about two years ago. Um, you know, it seemed to meet a need at the time they purchased it. They used it for email marketing and not much more than that. Uh, And then, you know, they questioned the the value of it two years down the line as as people moved within the marketing team and they were no longer using it. And and it was an easy cancellation for them. It wasn't deeply embedded in the business, so it didn't really have much impact. Um, and actually, they missed, I believe, they missed a real opportunity in looking at it and going, actually, where else could HubSpot be used? Where are the other opportunities? that actually could have got some real benefits from it. Instead, they just cancelled that, which actually, you know, might have been the right thing to do for them. Uh, but often that probably that decision hasn't been made with the with the full thought of, of what HubSpot could actually provide for them.
0: I think that's a really interesting point, actually, you know, that a business might cancel a subscription because they think that they've you know maxed out the amount of benefit that they can get from it when actually they haven't used external resources or or knowledge or expertise from other people that can really help them like you said use it in different areas of the business or perhaps if it's a certain hub that's not delivering exactly what they want it's because they haven't identified where else it could be used
1: yeah absolutely absolutely but but equally you know i think it's really important to say that that hubspot doesn't necessarily have all the answers for all the businesses all of the time. And actually, as businesses change, it might not be the right platform. And, and therefore, it's entirely right and proper that they, they look at a different solution. But often those, those decisions are taken, um, you, you know, without really the proper thinking undertaken to just validate that decision before they move to a different platform.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. So, you know, with HubSpot, like we've said, there's so many different functionalities to it. And there's so many different hubs, you know, you've got the CMS hub, you've got the CRM, you've got sales hub. Do you think that there's one particular hub or area of the HubSpot platform that feels especially underused?
1: Um, I'm not sure that there's anyone that's especially underused. I think they all have tools that Uh, They have some core tools that that many people use. And then there's kind of the stuff on the periphery that could be really valuable to some organizations which, which are less used. And if we think about it, you know, the usual journey for adoption of HubSpot is that, Um, or historically has been that, you know, the marketing team buy it first, you know, they they like the idea of the, um, you know, lead nurturing programs and work building workflows and and programmable marketing and all that sort of stuff. Um, And then they, you know, then it's extended to the sales team and then it extends into the service team and then it becomes a complete sort of CRM solution, I guess, for the business. And although equally, uh, equally, I'd argue that More recently, we've seen sales teams adopt HubSpot as the first point of entry um, to to the HubSpot experience. The two core hubs that I think probably are underutilized are the marketing hub and sales hub. Um, Just because, and again, coming back to that earlier point of the functionality is so rich now uh, across the platform um, that often you know, the users just don't understand what is available to them. So, you know, they're using it for the core functions that they signed up for originally, but then haven't continued that journey and expanded the use of HubSpot to take and adopt all the additional functionality, which is where it's good. It's worth, you know, every now and again, just validating your use of HubSpot, either directly with HubSpot or using a third party, just to kind of see, okay, what tools are available and what what could we use that would add benefit to the organization?
0: Yeah. And you, you briefly touched on tools just there. Um, and we've seen a lot of interesting things happening with HubDB, for example, lately. And for those that aren't familiar with HubDB, it's a tool that allows developers to create database driven content that can be embedded within websites or landing pages. So, John, are there other tools with a lot of potential that users might be sleeping on?
1: I I guess it depends on the business and the alignment with the business, Um, because, you know, you've always got to start with the the business need, first and foremost. But for me, I I think there's a couple of things that that I think are underutilized quite commonly. And and those things are are, are as simple as templates, templates and snippets, Um, you know, allowing people who are using HubSpot to be able to, whether it be email templates or notes um, against contact records, et cetera, I do find that that you know that those sort of simple basic tools are often just underutilized. Um, I also think one of the things that impacts this to some extent is how well HubSpot has been set up. Um, so in terms of the structure of HubSpot, making it easy for people to find things within HubSpot and also provide the right level of training. Usually, there's you know underutilization and, and the lack of using certain tools is because people haven't been trained on them, or actually it's just too difficult to find them. And often that can be because things aren't labeled properly, and you know there's no there's no file naming structure um, within HubSpot, which just makes it easy for people to go in and find what they're looking for and use it. So I think that's um, that's really important. And organizations that do that, I think that they get far better use out of the tools available in HubSpot.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. I think for me, going from being a complete beginner at HubSpot, I definitely found that, you know, the database in itself was just so easy to navigate on. And if there was anything I was unsure of, their knowledge base was just so fantastic at, you know, educating me on certain hubs or certain tools. And it's just a really easy place to go for resources for that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, the resources available from HubSpot directly are are fantastic. You know, we would often push clients down that route, you know, they can, of course, they can come to us, but actually, they might just as quickly find some of the answers going to HubSpot directly and using, using, um, you know, platforms like the Academy.
0: Yeah, definitely. So um, I just want to go back to when we were talking about, you know, early conversations that us as a HubSpot partner agency might have with companies or clients who have purchased HubSpot but aren't seeing returns. So what are partner agencies like ourselves uniquely positioned to help with? What do you think that we can really bring in terms of expertise?
1: I guess the most important one is, you know, we can kind of understand the art of the possible for any organisation. If we understand the way a business operates, uh, and we, you know, we will we will define that by, you know, how they use data, how they use processes, how they use technology, and, and how their people interact with HubSpot. Um, if we can understand that fully, I think we can start to, think about the tools and functionality that's available in HubSpot, and then kind of have the conversation with the client and say, actually, look, there's you, you do this in this way. Actually, there's a tool in HubSpot over here that will solve that problem or, or actually reduce the time spent, um, you know, doing that piece of work, or whatever it might be on that or, or that activity. So I think that there's real value in working with um, a partner agency just because we can understand the whole tool set. So so we can actually look at a business and go, You know, this is how you should be using it. These are some of the things you could be thinking about to improve the performance of your business. And all of that needs to be driven by an ROI for the client. You know, there's no point saying, oh, yeah, use all these bells and whistles if they're not going to deliver value for the client. But for me, certainly, you know, the conversations we have, I think our role actually as, as an agency and as a HubSpot partner is to identify the opportunity for the client in their use of HubSpot. And if we can do that, then we add value to the client.
0: Yeah, and that's ultimately what we want at the end of the day, right?
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. There's no point working with clients if we're not adding value to them completely.
0: Yeah, completely agree. So I guess to finish off, for HubSpot users who are looking for ways to get more out of the HubSpot software or, you know, perhaps listening and they've got a few issues that they're having, do you have any recommendations about resources or perhaps next steps for them?
1: Oh, for sure. I I mean, I've mentioned it already, but the HubSpot Academy's, it, it really is and and i would i would ask that you know, or, or suggest that you know, teams or organizations or individuals who are using HubSpot, you know, tap into the academy, you know, sign up for some of the mailing lists around, you know, their, their product, whether it be the marketing hub or the CMS, etc. cetera. And there's a huge community of uh, active users of HubSpot, and there's community groups within Facebook um, and directly within HubSpot. But always ask the question. You're always going to get answers, you know, to find out more. But the academy, I think, is the starting point. Um, there's lots of other resources. You know, this podcast, for example, you know, Sign up and, and and hopefully there's there's value in in listening to to podcasts like this. I know there's a, there's a few around across uh, across the world that are being um, put together. So always worth listening to those. Um, I think one of the things I would say though to get the most out of HubSpot is be prepared to invest the time. You know, coming back to that initial point. um You know, as we started this conversation. Um, you can be sold the sizzle and think, "Yeah, great! I'm going to deploy it, and the business is going to solve all these problems." And um, on its own, no, it won't. And um, you know, you do have to think about how you're going to onboard HubSpot. Um, how are you going to put your time into it? What resources do you need to make the most out of it? How are you can align it to your business? How can you ensure that the right teams use it, etc.? And that doesn't come easily. You know, it takes a bit of thinking. It takes a program of work. Um, for some, it might be you know three or four weeks. For others, it could be years. You know, for, for much bigger onboarding type programs. So I think that's really important. And the other thing as well, I think, is really important, is that within any business that is using any software, actually they should always try and identify an individual or a team, for example, that are subject matter experts. So someone who knows HubSpot inside outs who can then start to identify opportunity to develop HubSpot further within the organisation but also is a, is a point of contact for people within the organisation to ask questions um, I, where we've seen a subject matter expert be sort of, um, we share knowledge with them, we help train them up etc, where we see those people operate within businesses, we absolutely see them get more value out of HubSpot just because they're on the ball, they understand the, the changes or, or the development to hubspot and then they can apply those into their business rather than sort of working on the platform and it being stagnant for you know a year before they then look at what other functionality can be brought on board um subject matter experts within any business really do provide value for for any software it's not just hubspot uh, but anywhere across the across the technology stack
0: yeah i guess if if you're looking for help with hubspot a a subject matter expert who's kind of lives and breathes the platform is the person you want to go to really isn't it (laughs)
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I would encourage that person. it depends on the size of the organisation and, and just to what extent you do use HubSpot. Um, you know, but HubSpot have, tr- you know, a huge number of events. And, and we know some clients that will fly out to, well, pre-COVID would, would fly out to Boston for the annual conference. You know, immersing themselves in HubSpot, I think, becomes really important uh, because because the value, um, you know, pays back easily in terms of, of the benefit to the business. So I think people who are deploying HubSpot or the, the leadership teams that are sponsoring this sort of thing do need to be thinking about giving giving time to subject matter experts to, to stay on top of HubSpot and, and pull that value back into the business
0: yeah and I think I mean one thing for me that I found very beneficial is just having that open conversation within your own business and being able to reach out to people that have used HubSpot in ways that you haven't and share knowledge that way as well I think it's really powerful doing that internally
1: yeah, absolutely, and, and and you know, as I said before, when when people adopt HubSpot, they adopt it well, and, and it becomes a, a you know a fundamental tool in the business alongside others and connected with other technologies. You know, it can be such a powerful platform for firms. But equally, if, if that doesn't happen, then, you know, we do see people just getting a little frustrated with it and, and, you know, then going to find something else. But equally, when that happens, they usually go somewhere else and then get frustrated with that piece of software after six months or 12 months because the same, the same thing happens.
0: Yeah, they just have the exact same problem, just with a different name on it.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly right.
0: And I definitely echo what you were saying about this podcast as well. Um, We've covered some really great topics, including, you know, the CMS hub, sales hub. We've had subject matter experts from HubSpot itself actually join us and and talk about conversations. So I definitely recommend browsing through our previous episodes if you are struggling with some HubSpot hubs or you just would like a little bit more information on them. I, I definitely recommend that. So thanks for that, John. No problem. Well, uh, sadly, that's all we have time for today. I'm sorry. Um, as always, it's been a pleasure to have you on the podcast, John, and I'm sure that our listeners will be taking on board your advice and we'll start to unlock a lot of features that come with the HubSpot subscription. So thanks again for your time today.
1: It's been a pleasure as always, Carrie.
0: Thanks for your time. <laughs> I'm glad. Thank you. If you did enjoy this episode, please share it with your friends or colleagues or anyone you know that can use some of these tips with their HubSpot account. Don't forget to let us know on social media. You can tag us at Clients First UK or you can also let us know by leaving a podcast review don't forget to subscribe by heading to bit.ly forward slash podcast and we'll see you on the next episode thanks so much for listening